I'd been meaning to put up our interviews and all these other special talks uh, about catch wrestling up on some sort of uh, podcast platform, and I'd actually been looking around, and um, now I think Anchor.fm is uh, probably one of the best bets for you. Uh, you the inter- user interface has actually gotten much better. Um, it's free. They also have all these different tools, that, which I think work much better than they used to, uh, to edit and everything, so you can uh, put up a nice podcast, which we'll get more into later, so hopefully everything gets smoother later on. Um, also, they distribute your podcast for you, so it shows up on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, everything like that, and you can also get sponsorships. So uh, go ahead and check it out. Everybody, this is Raul Ramirez here with Catch Wrestling Alliance, where we keep real wrestling alive. That will always be our main and pretty much only goal. Um, so that's kind of like keeping real wrestling alive and all the things that that uh, all the things that come with that. Um, that's always been our goal, and hopefully you can support us and um, you know join the movement as well. So really appreciate. Anybody who's listening, whether you're watching on our YouTube channel or um, listening to our podcast. So this will go out as a podcast uh, probably tomorrow. And um, um, yeah, so if you're listening or whatever, um, you know, thank you. So they're available wherever podcasts are available. Um, So uh, and we're also on Twitch as well. So wherever you're listening or watching from, I really appreciate it. Um, thank you very, very much. Um, all right. So with that being said, let's kind of get down to business. It was actually a pretty cool week. Um, this week was the start of our catch wrestling and Sanda classes at UCLA at the John Wooden Center. Unfortunately, I did get an update that um, the classes, well, while the gym is public and anybody can join the gym, uh, the classes are only for students. So I'm sorry about that i I just i misunderstood and um so so there so if you're a ucla student come join uh the classes are actually pretty full but i guess they have a what's called an all-inclusive pass so you can you don't necessarily have to i guess you can enroll in the class specifically so you'll get a spot like you'll get your spot saved but you can also buy what's called an all-inclusive pass so that means you can take any kind of martial art class that is available at that gym and UCLA's gym actually has one of the most extensive martial arts programs in the world or if not the if not (laughs) the world in at least the United States Um, I think there's only um, one other university that has like similar extensive program and I think that's like in Illinois or whatever but um Anyway, UCLA's John Wooden Center, they have, you know, we have boxing, we have kickboxing, several styles of kickboxing, you know, like karate and um, other styles and judo, jiu-jitsu and uh, catch wrestling, of course, and uh, sanda. All right, so there's a wide variety of martial arts. So if you are a student, uh, you can get the all-inclusive pass, try out uh, all the different classes, see what works best for you. But yeah, unfortunately, that's the update. I I didn't know that. So any member of the public, can be um can join the gym but uh, only students can take the the martial arts classes so sorry about that um but yeah if you're you know if you're a student go for it you know if you happen to be a student you know 
go for it. You know, try try what you like. Hopefully, you like the catch wrestling and the sanda. Um, we've had great turnout so far. Um, yeah, so so I'd like to say everyone's welcome, but unfortunately, that's the way it is. At least right now, I think it could just be like a COVID thing because they they are uh, having more uh, precautions right now because they are trying to also. Uh, limit the amount of people that can be in the room because we are in a enclosed room. It's a very large room, but they're just trying to minimize the amount of people uh, at this time. So uh, hopefully everything opens up next quarter or as COVID improves, like in California, um, COVID is really uh, dropping significantly, even though we have like the most people in like the country or one of the most populous states in the country. So uh, with all the precautions that people are taking uh it's actually having a big effect so um so i think very soon barring any kind of weird uh variation or whatever that that comes out um you know, we'll probably have more like leniency and stuff so we'll, we'll see what happens in the future okay uh also um i want to give a shout out to um uh, uh, cwa academy member drew galbraith so he's in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Um, so he just uh, like he kind of I, I basically I think he converted uh, a garage to kind of like a like a mini gym to train and catch wrestling. Uh, I shared that um, in our members only section in the CWA Academy. So if you join the CWA Academy, we have like a, a like a little like a chat room basically. So. Uh, I shared his picture there. So if anybody happens to be traveling in uh, in and around the Santa Fe, New Mexico area, uh, Drew has been training uh, through the CWA Academy for uh, a while now, actually. he's He's uh, been one of the long-term students. And so I think what I'm going to do for the website, our catchwrestlingalliance.com website, is, and I've been meaning to do this for a while, is to actually put all the uh, members who've completed at least the level one, like the fundamental stuff. So if you, um, if, you if you're in different parts of the, the country, if there's a different parts of the United States or different parts of the world, uh, and you just happen to be nearby one of these people, I'm going to see if I can put some kind of contact info on our website, or hopefully they can make a, make a website that we can just link to so that you can easily um, just get in contact with them if you want to train because um, Drew has like a his own space so um, you can you know so you'd be able to probably train easily so it wouldn't be like a like at a big gym where we have set times uh, so say like my, at the UCLA you know I have a set time where I teach um, also at the MMA school where I teach um, you know it's a set time of when I teach so um, if you know if you have someone with their own space then you know that that time can be more flexible so i want to see if um for these people um like members of the cwa cwa academy that if we can get like some kind of contact info and uh for people around the world because we have people in england people uh in the united states also new zealand um so uh yeah we'll see we'll see so hopefully that keeps growing so uh, what I mean by CWA Academy is that like that is our online academy that you can join through our website, so catchwrestlingalliance.com, especially if you're not near Los Angeles. Um, so and also, yeah, we have, uh, you know, even in, in Alaska. So I want to give a shout out to everyone 
Um, and so what that means is like we have fundamentals courses there that you can learn the fundamentals of catch wrestling. And then as, once you show proficiency in that, then you get access to more advanced lessons. Um, and then we'll we'll put you on our website as like a place where people <clears throat> people can find you and train with you if they want to train in more authentic catch wrestling. So that's kind of how it works. Um, our website also has a few different courses. Uh, if you want to just you know check out some of them, we have one that's uh, Nogi ju Judo, and so uh, one of like one of the big time uh, Judo schools and one of the one of the instructor one of the assistant instructors that it's called hollywood judo uh it's one of the oldest judo schools in los angeles it's like one of the two oldest that have been around uh you know i think even since before world war ii um so one of the assistant instructors there uh juan he developed a course for our website so if you want to uh uh just do that course only that's also available on our website i also did one where it's like a, a lot of sanda takedowns so it's like striking take like kickboxing takedowns uh from that style that's up there too so these are things that are separate like if you don't want to uh just do the cwa academy that's like focused on catch wrestling there's all these other things that you can do right so other things available for you all right uh so i want to try to maybe even add more um maybe even let me know what you guys are interested in um uh we can even add more of the nogi judo as well i was thinking about doing that uh because i think i thought it was fun right um hello marcus james so marcus james uh uh just messaged us from england right he's uh, just at michael bisbing roadshow live in manchester much love representing catch wigan all right yeah so for those of you guys who don't know the geography of england so wigan is, is actually kind of like if you drew well if you don't know the geography you're probably not even going to know what, <laughs> what i'm talking about but in the northern part of england we have the city manchester which is more inland and then you have the other city that's at the coast called liverpool where the beatles came from right and if you drew a line between those two cities about the middle point would be wigan Right, so that's where uh, the, the snake pit Wigan, or even a long time ago, Riley's gym uh, is right there. So um, kind of like that midpoint. So it's kind of easy to go either way. Uh, so Marcus trains at the snake pit Wigan, like the, the original home of catch wrestling. Um, so yeah, thanks for uh, checking in with us. Hopefully you have a great time. Uh, hopefully you get to meet Michael Bisbing, take some pictures, share them with us. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd really like to see what's going on. Um, okay. So getting back to, uh, our announcements and stuff. So with regards to coaching, um, and kind of setting up times and stuff. So our website, or I'm trying to, um, like add all these things to our website. Like I said, like contact info for the different people around the world, like their locations. So you can train. Um, but also if you want to do something more like at least if it's online one-on-one -on -one, there's like a new uh, I gotta I gotta work on it a little bit but hopefully by next week there'd be a way where if you wanted to do uh, video coaching with me uh, I can set it up where you can actually pick the time that you that you can train like if that matches and you can you can reserve that time and then we can at least do uh, video coaching so that'd be like more direct and stuff so um 
that's going to be something that hopefully by Monday we can get that out or next week sometime. So, um, so there, right. <laughs> All right. So let's go and get to, uh, what, like the main subject, uh, that I want to talk about. So I think it's kind of like at least today's, um, like today's topic is going to be kind of a culmination of what we've been talking about for the past few weeks. So like a few weeks ago, if not like a month ago now, uh, Flow Grappling put out a documentary talking about, or at least stating that grappling is better than wrestling, right? So in, kind of like in their term, or you can kind of think of it like jujitsu is better than wrestling. And then over the past few weeks, or like, let's stick with that. So in that like short video that you can find online, it's kind of like a, I think it's like a 30 minute documentary. Uh, they show all the matches that they organize, which include high level amateur wrestlers. So people who do freestyle and folk style wrestling, uh, they show them just getting submitted. And some, some got submitted like super fast, right? So by uh, high level nogi jujitsu practitioners. And I also want to throw in there, so it wasn't in their documentary, but we have, you know, like uh, people getting submitted, like the NCAA high level wrestlers getting submitted in gi as well. Um, so, um, so what they concluded, at least in that documentary, I think they also made one or is trying to trying to be fair, where it's like, oh, wrestling can be better or whatever, but. The evidence is pretty clear that, um, you know, without being cognizant of the submission holds, then you're at a disadvantage by doing only uh, amateur wrestling. And so then uh, a few weeks ago, uh, I shared with you um, Uma Fight Camp's videos where he talks about uh, catch wrestling would probably, for his money, right, he would, he would bet on catch wrestling, an authentic catch wrestler beating a jujitsu practitioner in a street fight. So that is um, one thing that um, I'd like to kind of, kind of like, kind of make you recall. Uh, so, but his, his thing and like what I what I've been trying to kind of hammer home here is that um, so there is a difference between wrestling. Like, so a lot of people are now like the when they say wrestling, a lot of times they mean like uh, freestyle or folk style or these other amateur styles. But back in the day, right, like in the in the heyday of catch wrestling, um, a lot of people understood these differences more than today, right? Because catch wrestling has faded from popularity for so long that um, that people don't understand that there was like this amateur version of wrestling and that is what became popular so like that kind of filled the void right so then people think oh this is real wrestling and this is the what yeah, i've even seen um big time amateur wrestling coaches on online on their, their twitter and all that talking about like this is what the greeks and the romans did and all that but it's like no it's, it's actually not exactly what the greeks and romans did so there's all these different kinds of confusion and whatever like uh that that's going around where people forgot about the style like the the where like where these modern olympic styles and also the ncaa styles came from and these styles uh were kind of like an um, an abbreviated version uh of their parent style catch wrestling right so they came from catch wrestling but 
instantly submission holds were barred so then that's actually going to make the sport evolve away from the original version that was more cognizant of submission holds so that you can do a lot of different things without worrying about getting submitted and so that's why i think even nowadays uh, since since many decades have passed right so then nowadays you're having guys in freestyle you know it looks cool but they're giving up positions that like if they're in a nogi match you know they would give they're, they're giving their legs and like so then uh they can get like knee barred or you know like heel hooked and all that so which we saw what in the tony ramos match uh you got like heel hooked like was like less than like 20 25 seconds or something like that or um so so there's that right so i would still say you want to um uh like like be aware, like so for you, if you are studying catch wrestling, I'd wanna say that you still don't wanna be on your back, even if you're doing nogi, uh, you, because there's so many great counters, right? So if you roll out, so say even if someone throws you back down and you do fall onto your back, um, holding someone in guard, if you're really good at those submission holds, you know, maybe like if you see it, like you see that opening, then you can quickly follow up and then uh submit the person right totally fine you know especially if you're doing a nogi match right but then if uh, you're doing a catch wrestling match and someone throws you back down you know you, you can you can get pinned right and I, I coming from the my experience you know grappling a lot with nogi practitioners i think it still is a great option to not stay on your back right so even if someone uh, gets a good takedown and you fall you can start working back to what we call like referee's position or like a what like in jiu-jitsu they might recognize it more as turtle uh but be because we have a lot of counter moves and even you've seen some like even from sakuraba like when he was in in pride and all that so um he, he's not just um staying in guard and stuff like that so that is one of the things that i would want to share with you it's like we have so many uh so many counters to uh someone like if they throw you back down then you don't have to stay on your back you don't have to be going for the the triangle chokes or whatever um but if you are coming from a catch wrestling background and you're gonna go to do nogi competitions then yeah be cognizant of the triangle chokes and whatnot like the different submission holds that they can do from uh, on their back but then get get used to countering that because you can use a lot of the wrestling fundamentals to counter these things right so um you don't always have to only do their game i think that was one of the things that i've seen over the years where people um will comment on our social media or whatever and they'll say like well i gotta learn jujitsu so i can have a good guard game and uh well actually you you, you don't right <laughs> you you can uh let someone pass your guard and uh, you set up a counter and uh, you know you can submit them or get back on top and then set up a submission hold and so that is kind of leading me to the the point today where it's like if you are going up against like a high level amateur wrestler then the chances are that they might get a takedown right like if you haven't um uh, if you say if you haven't been doing wrestling as long and um uh, but like, don't worry because again, you have to see that you, like your, your mind has been affected because of these decades of amateur wrestling, right? So 
points are given for takedowns. And so even in jujitsu, right, if you can get a takedown, you can get points, right? So that's why a lot of times people, like, as soon as the, the bell rings or the whistle blows, um, you know, people sit down, right? Because you don't want to give up that takedown because a lot of times in these point systems, if someone gets a takedown, and it's like if you only have like a five-minute match, if you can get that one takedown at the beginning and then you you lay on them or whatever and uh, they can't sweep you or whatever and maybe you can't submit them in five minutes and then the, the time's up, you just won by, what, two points. So this has even happened in like black belt divisions and all that. One of my uh, old... Uh, one of the old instructors that I used to work with in uh, Cobrinias, like um, he lost a big time match. He's a black belt. Um, he lost a big match because right at the beginning, someone uh, rushed in and got a takedown and the you know time ran out and the person won by those two points. Right. So remember, catch wrestling does not have points and it, it the goal is to beat somebody. And usually we have longer like say in our catch wrestling alliance events, we usually have a 20 minute time limit. Um, so you have the opportunity to use real catch wrestling strategy where you actually can wear the person out, make them tired, especially if they're really strong. Uh, so you, you don't have to worry about them taking you down because uh, you can counter them. You can set up uh, a lot of submission holds. Like as you're falling down, you can start rolling uh, for like, you know, these like the double wrist locks, uh, you can start rolling them over to um, uh, uh, just get back on top, like to pin them, right? Um, I saw a video the other um, the other day, I guess, I don't know if it, how, how old it is, but it's what Craig Jones rolling with uh, Nolf, right? So one of our great Penn State wrestlers, NCAA wrestlers, and um, He's getting pinned left and right, right? But I think he's, you know, because it's a no-gi sparring, um, you know, he's kind of going, he's, he's all right with laying on his back, but um, really uh, Craig Jones. So if you, for those who don't know who Craig Jones is, he's a high-level no-gi uh, grappler. Um, so really, there's, a, there's really no point where Nolf is really at an advantage. Really, it's just um, Craig Jones rolling from submission to submission. Uh, he doesn't really uh, like, like hold them too tight. He, so, but he gets he sets them up. And so, for those of you who who know what you're looking at, like he actually does set up like all kinds of submissions, like different arm bars and whatnot. But he doesn't do it tight, you know. So then he just lets it go and goes to another thing. But um, uh, at no point is Nolf really at any advantage. So that's kind of my point to you is that you, if you are going up against someone who is like only an amateur wrestler, then you, you probably want to just counter a lot of their amateur wrestling with submissions. Because like I said earlier, it's like they're not so cognizant of those submission holds. So let them take you down. You know, you can set up that like a lot of times if you're falling backwards, you can, you know, really easily set up double wrist locks. Uh, you can roll them over a lot, a lot. Um, but yeah, setting up those submission holds is vital. If they're giving up their, uh, their, 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 if they're like putting their legs in, you know, close too close to you, you know, you can, you set up all these types of toe holds. Um, 
So yeah, so think of that because they're not, right? So think of the submission because they're not, right? So that's kind of one of the things that I wanted to uh, throw out there for you because um, you don't have to out-wrestle an amateur wrestler because chances are they might be able to out-wrestle you at least for uh, a short amount of time. So uh, because of their training, because they, they train for short matches, so at least for that six minutes, they're going to be very difficult to out-wrestle. So like, don't even, I'd say don't even try. Don't waste your energy to like out-muscle them and submit them. So focus on those submissions. Um, and this is kind of one of the things that even Farmer Burns was talking about in his writings where, you know, not only do you have to be training the wrestling, you have to be uh, like thinking of all the ins and outs of the submission holds, right? And all the different ways you can get into them. So be thinking about those types of things. And so um, you, we're at an advantage that, you know, like amateur wrestling is still popular. So you have these people doing that. And uh, so you can have an advantage uh, uh, like over them if you're learning like catch wrestling uh, with the submissions. And then, um, like I said, you know, let them take you down, let them do whatever, let them get those uh, different takedowns uh, because they're opening them. They will most likely leave themselves open to all kinds of, all kinds of submission holds. I wish I can kind of like uh, show you. So maybe we'll do some videos about that um, because actually yeah, the, um, there is like in one championship, there is this woman actually who's, uh, her name's Ritu Fogat. Uh, from India, like they made a whole movie about her family. There's like they have a big time uh, wrestling family in India. They made a whole like a uh, biography about them. It was like one of the most popular movies in the world a few years back. And um, so she fights in MMA in one championship. Um, and like in MMA, she was able to even get like a low single takedown and stuff like that. Um, but she has lost matches um, because, yeah, it's like. Again, if she's if you're only thinking kind of like at this um, uh, this amateur wrestling kind of way, even though it's it is kind of like at least right now the most dominant style in MMA, um, you know, you still leave yourself uh, open to counters, whether it be strikes or submission holds. Um, and actually, she does have a match coming up. I think it's at the end of this month where she will go up uh, against a black belt in judo from japan who's been like dominating i think she might even be undefeated in mma uh, uh hirata so we actually we've done a video about her because uh, she in judo there's like some similar there's some overlap with our techniques between catch wrestling and judo so um, i think it was like a few weeks ago we did i know a few months ago we did um a video about her uh, in one championship, getting kind of like that scarf hold, or we call it like the head and arm ride submissions. Um, so you can check that out on our channel, um, on our YouTube channel. So that, that'll definitely be there. So you can kind of see her, or you can look her up on the one championship YouTube channel as well, because uh, they are very, very nice with their uh, content. And they put out like, I think all their events and, and they'll do special um, like documentaries on their on their fighters and whatnot. So you can definitely find uh, everyone even. So Ritu, 
uh, Fogat versus Hirata at the end of this month, I think. I think <laughs> they're doing some women's tournament right now. So, um, so this is going to be the next event. So that that fight looks like it's going to be really interesting. Um, so, oh yeah. So speaking of that, uh, one more uh, announcement that um, uh, I didn't, I forgot to mention was that. Um, some of you have been asking for these other videos, like uh, even different foods or whatever, like what I eat in a day and stuff like that. So actually, because uh, a few of you have been asking like regularly, so actually I made one. So I'm gonna, but I'm gonna put it up. Uh, I don't think it fits in the like our main YouTube channel videos. So I'm gonna go ahead and put that up in like be like in the membership area. Uh, so you can join, like you can become a member of this channel and then you can get access to all those extra videos. So we have some fun ones up there, some kind of funny ones, like if I'm rolling with a, a like a comedian or, you know, someone else. Uh, also, there's one up there where um, Anderson Silva, the fighter, the MMA fighter, like one of the greatest MMA fighters ever. Um, I I work with his strength and conditioning coach. It's this woman, like uh, her name's Amanda. Amanda Machado, right? So uh, you'll see her in his videos, actually, like whenever he's training, uh, he'll bring up like his whole team. And so Amanda will be there as well. So um, there's a video of uh, her and I, uh, she's actually uh, squatting me, like she actually picks me up and stuff. So uh, she's really strong and she's been training at uh, Anderson Silva forever. So uh, we have different videos behind our paywall. So you can join our YouTube channel. Uh, it really helps us uh, helps, um, uh, you know, basically like helps us with upcoming events and planning different things. Um, so thank you to all the members. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. And so, uh, if you guys have any questions, you know, just throw them out there. Uh, cause I know that a few of you are watching, so, uh, you know, just let me know what you, what your thoughts or what you're thinking. Um, what you think about the message this time. So if you are a catch wrestler or if you come from a catch wrestling background, um, it's probably in your best interest to go for submission holds on someone who is a higher level amateur wrestler. So let's go ahead and give you back uh, or take you back in time, right? So uh, I mentioned Farmer Burns, but then the whole lineage goes down to the to kind of like on the east coast well actually all around all around the united states we had the that what they call like the at shows right so but i'm thinking about william wicks who was kind of like this the lineage holder of the gotch burns lineage and he ended up uh on the east coast where john strickland is now kind of the lineage holder um and his organization is called american hook wrestling so um things that William Wicks would say, and also things that Dick Cardinal would say. Um, but like they, a long time ago, so these, these, these older wrestlers uh, who have now passed away, uh, they, they would do these shows, right? Where they would take on all comers and, so what would happen was, is like, eventually, you know, you, you might get a bunch of people that, um, you know, might not know anything, right? So they're going to, uh, they just think they're tough guys, right? So just like even nowadays, you know, you go, you might be with a friend who never trains in martial arts whatsoever, but they, 
they think they can beat up the the person one of the fighters in ufc or whatever or one of the kickboxers or one of the wrestlers they think they can do it uh, so this, th these people have always been around <laughs> so uh in the in the the county fairs and whatnot you'll see them and they'll 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 pay money to take on one of these wrestlers and so william wicks was one of them and so eventually you you'll like most of the times it'll be like these untrained people but then eventually you'll get a well-trained amateur wrestler and so then these these wrestlers like william wicks would have to rely on the submission holds so like double wrist locks uh these other uh submission holds that we do in catch wrestling they would rely on these right so again like kind of giving you an example of in practice so we not only do we have the modern like example where it's like in no gi jujitsu they're bringing in these high level amateurs and they're getting submitted right but then back in the day we have the catch wrestlers at the the carnival shows right using submissions against high level amateur wrestlers as well right so that's kind of how things that's kind of like how the history goes so just letting you just giving you some some food for thought in that way right um so just think you don't always have to out wrestle an amateur wrestler just uh you know kind of go with the flow and uh, see if you can't set up your submission holds all right so we got some comments so tactical casey submissions or holds are such a vital part of takedowns and control against recounters on the way down to the mat. Correct. Uh, tactical Casey again. So I definitely agree. Well, it's very smart of you to agree. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so it's like the the like the more cognizant you are of like what's happening, uh, then it's totally fine if to let someone take you down because you can set up your counter move and you know chances are you can get a submission hold right? or you can get a counter where you end up on top and then you can set up a submission hold we have all these counters that you, you know you will see uh even in like ncaa wrestling and whatnot um you'll see a lot of them um you've seen some you'll basically you'll see some good scrambles um but in catch wrestling a lot of times you in the at the end of a scramble you, there's a potential to see a submission hold, which uh, you're not going to see in amateur wrestling, right? So that's kind of what makes uh, catch wrestling very, very special. It's one of the reasons why we want to try to keep that alive, right? Keep catch wrestling alive, keep the real wrestling alive, uh, because it's that it, it is that special, it's that fun, it's that it's that exciting. Because not only is there the threat of the pin, but then there's the threat of the submission as well. So there's always something to look out for. There's always something to be concerned about or cognizant about that is just missing in freestyle. Like, and um, like we just had the freestyle world championships uh, that took place, and where the American uh, team actually did very well, men and women. Um, uh, so there's a lot of really cool techniques that you'll see, but again, there's like no submission finishes. Like, like Helen Marulis actually did really well uh, with some kind of like a almost like a two-on-one kind of hold like a, uh where she was able to get her like in, in a few matches she's able to get her opponents down and then oh yeah also her and uh adeline gray 
Uh, we're also able to use bar arms. So um, these holds where it's like in freestyle, if you get taken down, then a lot of times people will, will flatten out, like they'll put their arms and legs out and wait for the, the referee to stand them up. Well, our American wrestlers were able to use the um, kind of like um, well, catch wrestling, but also um, like techniques that are used more so in folk style, where instead of trying to uh, get like a leg lace or a gut wrench, these types of moves where you'll roll the person over, uh, the bar arm actually is is getting control of the arm and pushing them over to pin them, right? So um, both Adeline Gray and Helen Marulis were able to pin their opponents using uh, bar arms, whereas like the majority of the time in freestyle, you're seeing people going for gut wrenches or actually the majority of the time, I think you're seeing leg laces more than even gut wrenches because a gut wrench, you'll have to like grab them around the waist and then roll them over to get all those points. Like if you can, if you can, keep the person rolling, then you can just win by points, right? Um, also, um, uh, if you get the leg lace, right? So if you, if you, if you wind or you uh, twist up their legs and then you can get control of their body and roll them over again, you, that that's the same idea. You win uh, by points by rolling them several times. So you don't even have to worry about the pins, right? All right. Ripper catch wrestling. Uh, how are you doing? <laughs> uh, also, you say move of Pelhawani wrestling looks effective, to be honest. Um, yes, yes. So this, what he means is uh, the res wrestling in India. There's a lot of really cool wrestling in India that looks more similar to like catch wrestling techniques um, as opposed to like it's almost like a what looks closer to catch wrestling um ncaa folk style or the kushti or whatever a lot of times like the indian wrestling a lot of times the indian wrestling uh will look a little bit closer to authentic catch wrestling i think it is also kind of because the again the the point system all these different things and their their the rules change so they just continue to evolve away from the original. Frankie Cal. We need catch wrestling books with all the moves. Um, okay, we'll see what we can do. We'll try to work on that. Oh, so then uh, let's see. <laughs> yeah, actually, Ripper Catch Wrestling kind of responds. Uh, you do, bro. Old books are the best. Yes, and so um, with that being said, um, Ripper Catch Wrestling actually goes around trying to find some of these old uh, wrestling books. And so um, he's shared a few. Maybe, we can, maybe what we can do is like uh, uh, take some of the techniques from these old books and then uh, because these old books will only be like photographs or drawings. So what we can do is uh, show you these photographs and then show you the actual move. Uh, so it can kind of like uh, bring it to life in a modern, like on video. I think we can. I think that'll probably be a way um, of of bringing them to life, right? So Frankie Cal says, like, "Old books aren't as descriptive, and their pictures suck." <laughs> yeah, so I think that's why. Um, uh, I think we should probably do a video or videos, right? Because I, I definitely have a bunch of old books. Ripper Catch Wrestling has a bunch of old books. Um, and so, if you know what these moves are already, then when you see them. 
Um, so basically, when I, I know a lot of these moves, so when I see it, then what I can do is I kind of uh, like bring it to life for you. So I think that that can be one of our next projects that we can work on. Um, yeah, so hopefully that sounds good. <laughs> hopefully that sounds good for you guys. Uh, text so Ripper Catch Wrestling textbook of wrestling by Ernest Grun is great. All right, so maybe what we can do also is uh, maybe we can um, get a list because like some of these these old books are available like in PDF version online, so like for free. Right, so uh, maybe we can share some on our Twitter and um, our um, Instagram and Facebook or something, or at least uh, maybe. Like if we do a video of some of the techniques from the different books, then we'll have links to the the PDF, right? Because a lot of them are a lot of these old books. Thankfully, people are trying to preserve a lot of these old books, so they put up um, like PDFs online, like on these all these online book readers. Um, so and a, a bunch of them are on there. Frankie Cal. The only good one is from Billy Robinson, uh, Red Kuma Jackson. Uh, a companion manual would be great for your online course. Okay, so can you uh, uh, give me some descriptions, right? So, um, just like a a book with pictures. Is that what you're thinking about? Yeah, because I put up a in the online course, I did put up kind of like a list of the techniques for the fundamentals, and then maybe um, we can add photos to that that PDF. Um, Ripper Catch Wrestling. You have a great one from 1919, The Art of Wrestling by George. I cannot pronounce that. Rel Wiskoff. Um, yeah, there's all these great books. They have a lot of great wrestling fundamentals. Um, yeah, so I think maybe, yeah, that sounds like a good idea since a, a bunch of you are commenting now about uh, some of these uh, these things. Let's, let's go ahead and try to bring the old uh, to life. It's one of the things I've been, actually been wanting to do. And a good friend of mine um, from Finland gave me this really great old Finnish wrestling book uh, that has... A, ton of great techniques but again yeah it's all photographs like these old photographs and like uh these old photographs are pretty nice right like the a lot of them are very very clear and it's just cool and it just it just be uh interesting to imagine like how it was that day when they're filming and whatnot um you're not filming but i mean photographing setting up these these shots and stuff uh it would just be pretty amazing like to have been there or at least like unfortunately we you know, they didn't have video camera at that time but it would be great frankie cal an encyclopedia of catch wrestling moves would be great i have a dvd set um yeah let me see did you your message get cut off there i yeah, just keep on typing it <laughs> um yeah the only thing is like um with regards to something like that, an encyclopedia or whatever, it's just like sometimes moves just happen in the middle of a match. So, I mean, you can document it, but then it's kind of weird, like uh, not weird, but like everything truly is principle based so that 
Um, once you understand the, the different principles, then you can have all these different types of techniques that can happen uh, once like, you've internalized the principles. So that's one of the things you want to also be thinking about. Um, so there's not just like one way to do uh, one move. There's not one way to that it has to happen, right? So a lot of times we'll show these different techniques like where the end submission happens, but the end submission can like the, the getting into that end submission uh, could be all kinds of things where it's like, um, I was thinking about that last night when I was teaching where um, the two-on-one can be done all kinds of ways also. So even like the, the initial hold to get the person down because Helen Maruli's used it in a few of her freestyle matches. But um, like how I was showing last night that you can at least do it in her way, but you can follow up not just because she, what she would do is like get the person down on all fours and then she would take their back. Right. Um, but in, you can do that in catch wrestling as well. But since you have someone down on all fours, like you make them fall down and as they fall down, they put their arms out. Right. It's kind of our natural, uh, reaction. Uh, you can set up all kinds of roles where uh, you can, you can, uh, get some submission holds or neck cranks, you, really easy to get a neck crank from there. Um, so uh, it would be difficult to like capture everything in a, an encyclopedia, but at least we can focus on the principles. So then you can, um, you can be flexible in your mind. And when you roll, then you can uh, get all these really cool uh, positions and whatnot. Uh, Red Jackson, Red Kuma Jackson, uh, a Sanda catch connection book would be awesome. All right. Well, uh, we have, we have that course available on our website, catchwrestlingalliance.com. Uh, it's a, at least it's a video course that has uh, some of that connection stuff. And maybe we'll just continue to do more if, if, if you guys are interested in that. Um, robot jocks, did Tom Jenkins ever do a manual? I am not sure. I've never really seen one of him. I've seen different writings of him, but like letters and stuff that he wrote, uh, but not like a wrestling manual. So maybe, uh, maybe Ripper Catch Wrestling. Oh yeah, so yeah, Ripper Catch Wrestling responds. Uh, I don't think he did, but he did appear in wrestling books throughout the early 1900s. The wrestling manuals, right? Yeah, uh, Frankie Cal. Um, would a world champion catch wrestler have an advantage over Jordan Jordan Burroughs if they did MMA? Uh, yes, definitely. Because again, uh, um, you can set up submissions and then also strikes. So you can get that submission or you can, you can get the advantage over time. Yeah, like I mean, like look at this. We do have an example already. It wouldn't be Jordan Burroughs, but it'd be like a division. Was it like a division two versus a division one uh, wrestler? Where we had um, Tyrone Woodley versus Usman, where it's like Tyrone was like on his butt, like the whole time, and just getting pounded uh, by Usman. Right? Was that? I think those are the the two fighters. I don't I don't follow UFC that much because um, again, it's like sometimes it's kind of hard like if I, if I try to use their their images or their videos then uh they try to take my videos off of youtube so uh it's like whatever they can <laughs> you know I, I can totally use uh, one championship they're totally nice and um you know they have great 
fighters in one championship that actually use seem to be using a wider variety of techniques and stuff. So I think you get better lessons from one championship most of the time. But that I think it was Usman versus pretty sure. Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't have all the names or I don't follow UFC that closely. But I did see that one fight where it's like everyone's talking about like, oh, well, Woodley would be the higher wrestler or higher level wrestler. And like, dude can do anything. Um, all right. Ripper Catch Wrestling, Wrestling Intercollegiate and Olympic by Henry Atty Stone, 1943 is a good book. Um, uh, Red Kuma Jackson. Would love to see more catch Sanda infusion. All right, maybe we'll work on that. Uh, even especially at UCLA, we have people taking both of my classes because both both of my classes are back to back. So maybe we can uh, put something together for you. Frankie Cal, the greatest wrestling book on moves is called Winning Wrestling Moves by Mark Misnick. This book is awesome. Very cool. Uh, maybe you can put a link to it. Um, even if it's like an Amazon link or whatever, like, um, that'd be cool if they, if you had a link to like some PDF version of it where everyone can just read it. Um, but yeah, whatever you go and Frankie, try to add a link, even if it's like an Amazon link to the book. Um, yeah, a lot of these books are really, really cool. So I think, yeah, you, you guys have inspired me to maybe we'll let's, let's try to bring some of these old photos to life. There was one video I did, um, I don't know if it was this year but it's trying to bring to life uh, one of the old moves from farmer burns because i think people who don't know a lot of these counters you know they just see a move where it's like farmer is already in some weird <laughs> some weird position and then you could think like oh how in the world did you even get there um because yeah there's no video at that time so uh, it, some of these some of these transitions are a little difficult to show in photographs so kind of like step by step in photographs um, and even a lot of these old manuals for each move, maybe they would have two photographs like back to back to kind of show the sequence. So it's, it leaves a lot to the imagination if you're not, if you're not trained, uh, by an old timer. All right. All right. So, um, so yeah, let's try to, let's try to like, bring these to life for you. So yeah, thank you for that inspiration and yeah, let's try to work on it. Um, yeah, it'd be cool if, uh, cause I know, uh, Ripper catch wrestling is a real big fan of catch wrestling. So, uh, he's in England. It'd, it'd be great if he was here in the United States or whatever, then we can do some of these videos together. I think he would enjoy, uh, doing some of those. Um, but well, I'll, I'll try my best here in Los Angeles. <laughs> Um, cause yeah, I do have a bunch of these old books. Also Ripper catch wrestling is shared. He's found a really cool, uh, Indian wrestling one. So, um, again, some of these old ones are, are very, very valuable, but let's, yeah, maybe this can be the goal to try to get video versions of a lot of these old techniques. Cause yeah, like if, like kind of how I was saying earlier, where it's like the amateur wrestling has gone so far away from the original version so that maybe even uh, in, you know an extra couple decades then a lot of these old techniques uh, would be difficult to decipher right. ripper catch wrestling science of wrestling volume one by pat wardhan gang 
Ganga Dar Rao Ganesh. Uh, you can get that one free on Open Library. See, so yeah, like, uh, thank you for bringing that up because yeah, a lot, a lot of these old books people are trying to preserve, so they make PDF copies of them, and then they're they're available for free because there's, you know, a long time ago there was, um, not ne not necessarily so much like copyright protection, or I think even after so many years, then the protection might go go away. Or I don't know, I forgot, but a lot of times these are freely available. All right. Well, it was a lively chat. So um, we're kind of nearing the hour mark. So I'll go ahead and, um, you know, let you guys go back about your day and uh, hopefully you have a really good day. Thank you very much for having, for sharing uh, all your thoughts with me and your passion for catch wrestling and for wrestling in general. So um, I think this is what we'll be working on. There's actually um, a bunch of things that, or a bunch of videos that I've been wanting to make. Uh, because the sumo tournament just happened in Japan. There were a couple really cool moves that happened. Um, so we'll do those. And then there was a couple moves um, that happened in one championship uh, that I want to uh, put out. But then we'll also be working on these, uh, bringing to life some of these old, um, these old photographs. So yeah, we'll work on that. Uh, once again, if you guys are not in Los Angeles or if you're not in the East Coast or if you're not in Wigan, uh, go ahead and uh, you can join the CWA Academy. Uh, that's our on our website, catchwrestlingalliance.com. Uh, also, um, you, you can feel free to join this channel or the, our YouTube channel, become a member of the YouTube channel. Um, we appreciate any of the members and we try to give uh, extra videos that are only for members. Uh, so uh, I'll be adding some of those already. And then also, I won't tell you about it now, but have some really cool uh, interviews coming up uh, with different uh, historians and stuff. So um, uh, I want to, I won't do those live. I think what I want to do is like just uh, film them and then like insert some old photographs and whatnot. So uh, we'll be doing that. So we'll have some guests coming up. Uh, within the next few weeks, actually in the next couple months, I believe we'll have, we'll try to do some more interviews uh, with some experts. So hopefully uh, you, you come back for all those right in the coming weeks and months. Okay. So uh, thank you very, very much. Uh, together we can really help to keep real wrestling alive. Thank you.